welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Julie Nelson. She has an amazing story to share about her precious daughter as the driving force for her to become an aromatherapist more than 20 years ago. Welcome, Julie. Hi, Bev. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, it's a delight for you to be here. Let's start off with you telling me about yourself and what you do. Okay, so uh, very briefly, I am an aromatherapist of close to 20 years. I've spent 13 years as a professional lecturer in aromatherapy, and I now work as an artisan botanical perfumer, working with women to help them reconnect with the essence of their being. Um, And I've done this through my own experiences. Um, and how I, you know, that's what brought me to this. So it's about, um, as women, I find that at some point in our life, we can become very disconnected with ourselves because we're such natural nurturers and in givers. And so with my work, I want to help women reconnect with who they are and live who they are. Mm, that's fabulous. And how would you describe your journey to where you are today? It's long and it's involved. (laughs) Um, And I have my beautiful um, daughter to thank for that. And um, astrology, actually, because I was going through Saturn return. And also I was at a point in my life where I was looking for my purpose. I really believed that there had to be more to life than just being and working as I was you know brought up you must work and you work hard to gain anything in your life and then um, I had my beautiful daughter and she was the youngest and smallest TOF baby born in Australia and TOF represents or stands for trachea esophageal fistula and what that meant there's different types of TOF children um, is that Um, her esophagus wasn't fully formed and where it um, grew to stubs at both ends, it bridged into her trachea and um, she had to be operated on on day one so we were put in separate hospitals so that they could cut it and join it. Then six months um, later she was diagnosed with a second life-threatening illness which was chronic lung disease. And that really was the beginning of my journey to where I am now um, through we lived in hospital more than what we were at home and um, I'm very grateful for orthodox medicine because it's what kept her alive. But there were times when it didn't work. There were several times when we thought she was going to die um, throughout her life and at an early age when she was about two, 
I discovered essential oils purely by accident. I walked into a little new age shop and I was smelling all these scents. I had no idea, no idea what they were. I just knew I was attracted to them. And that that was it. I was talking to this lady. My three first essential oils were patchouli, geranium, and bergamot. And I bathed in them. I used them in the diffuser. I made body oils like <laughs> I lathered myself in them. And I just, I couldn't believe how much they made me, like how good I felt. And and those smells just really resonated with me and took me to another place. And I literally was hooked. And so I went back to the shop and I was buying books. And I would say it was probably only a matter of a couple of weeks where I thought, this is what I'm going to do. So then I started researching different colleges and where I could um, learn about it. I went along to an open day to a couple of different colleges. I chose nature care college and I was a student there I was a single mum I lived close to the hospitals and close to the college and um, I studied my diploma part-time I became a student helper so that I could pay my fees and then I became um, after getting my diploma and lots more happened in this time but I had a little practice, but I was very unreliable, having a, a child that was in and out of hospital and we never knew when. So I practiced when I could. But a, um, a lecturing job came up and I knew I didn't really want to do body work and I loved blending and I wanted to teach it. And because it helped my daughter and I so much, that was just like became my mission where I wanted to tell the world, <laughs> really, about how much these powerful plant extracts um, helped us and made a difference in our life, you know, even from it was physiological, spiritual, energetic and emotional and the emotional side of it was very, very powerful for both of us. Mm, that's beautiful. I had a very anxious and frightened little girl and they were amazing for us yeah she would come to me when she was really little and say mummy I need some chamomile and mandarin because that's what I used on her in hospital because they were gentle and she'd have little foot rubs or back rubs and she associated that to feeling safe and you know that tactile therapy with that power of smell most of us would think we know what aromatherapy is. So I'd love, though, from you as this practitioner of 20 years to explain to us what the purpose of aromatherapy is and its applications. Okay. Um, there are a variety of purposes for using um, aromatherapy. Aromatherapy is a very general term. Um, it, and to most people, it either means using the essential oils in a burner or diffuser or going and having a massage. Um, and that's and, and they are beautiful ways to use the oils to help um, support you, but there are many other ways. Um, maybe what I'd like to clarify first is that essential oils are pure plant extracts. 
Um, and then you've got fragrant oils that are man-made. They're synthetic. And so they're very different, and I like to just mention that because still today, although aromatherapy is widely used around the world, many people still um, really don't know the difference between the two. And these essential oils um, are extracted by various methods the plants are extracted by various methods to create the essential oils. And so the best way to think about them is um, also, this is really important, that in those small bottles people often think that they're very expensive, but they're 70 times stronger than the original plant that they're derived from. They are filled, they are made up of hundreds of natural chemicals and those chemicals are what give them their properties and a very small amount of those chemicals give them their beautiful scents, their aromas. Essential oils have um, several common properties. They work very well on the nervous system, um, so the mind, moods and emotions, stress, anxiety, nervous tension, depression and in Europe they are often used just by smelling them in, in Germany, and they call it smell therapy, or hence aromatherapy. And they are brilliant for boosting the immune, so they're immune boosters. Uh, some of them are antiviral and antibacterial or bactericidals, and they can be used for airborne bacteria. So they're excellent in clinic situations or in the home. And then other common areas, so like for women's issues with menopause, menstrual cycles, um, fantastic for muscle pain, um, circulation. There's a whole, whole lot of areas where they are brilliant and very well known for being very effective. It's also very important to understand that they do have contraindications. And so it's really essential to understand those contraindications. And that's why I always recommend that somebody seeks the advice of a, a qualified professional because um, a lot of information is around on the internet now and some of it is incorrect and sometimes a little bit of information can be more damaging than, uh, than helpful. But in saying that too, Bev, I want to make it very clear that essential oils, and it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. It's just they are safer than most over-the-counter drugs that are available that people just go in and buy and, and ingest. So, And I'm not suggesting ingestion here. I'm purely talking about applications, topical applications, which I can run through, and using a, an oil burner or a diffuser. So they can be topically applied through a body oil, a spray, an ointment in skincare or for uh, first aid use. Bathing is an absolutely beautiful way to use essential oils. Once again, though, as long as you look at the contraindications, because um, you're getting two pathways of absorption and that's through inhaling and through subcutaneous absorption, which is, you know, topical 
or through in the bath where the oils are uh, being absorbed and through the skin and the hair follicles. Yeah. Very, very beautiful way to nourish and nurture yourself. And then you've got things like compressing and foot baths and hand baths, lots of beautiful ways that you can use them that have a very instant and powerful effect. And, of course, what I use is botanical perfumery, which I've turned to because I work mainly with women and, as I mentioned before, uh, a lot of women are very disconnected and want to reconnect with themselves. They want to feel beautiful. They want to feel confidence. They want to be motivated. They want clarity of mind. Whatever you want, you can use essential oils to help create that. However, it takes action and daily rituals. And that's why perfume's fantastic because it's quick and easy because, as you know, many people are time poor and so when we're using perfumes, um, there's not really any excuse because it's so easy and quick to use them, but you have a long-lasting effect. Julie, as you know, I'm on a mission to help people shift from tired but wired to feeling refreshed and energized. And so whenever you hear me talking on social media, I'm banging on about getting quality sleep. So what I'd love to know from you is how can people use aromatherapy to improve the quality of their sleep? Perfect question. And I have to let you know, Bev, that I have struggled with insomnia for many years due to having a child being in and out of hospital. So it's something that I've worked with consistently. And I do get quite a bit of relief um, using essential oils in combination with mindfulness, affirmations and meditation. So what we can do is uh, there's a lot of applications that can be used um, and there's quite a few oils, essential oils that can be used. But one of the things to take into consideration is the individual. So there are contraindications and also um, liking the particular aroma or aromas, essential oils that are chosen, is going to play an impact on the end result. Okay, so one of the best application methods for using essential oils and to help promote sleep, peace of mind, and calmness is by having a bath. Now, I know a lot of people don't have a bath, so they could use a foot bath instead. And I'll give an example of two oils that could be used and how to do it. So neroli is one that's absolutely beautiful, and I've chosen that because it doesn't have any contraindications. It's a very safe oil to use on children, adults, um, pregnancy, and people that may be a bit unwell or fragile. It's an extremely safe oil. It's very calming, grounding, and relaxing. It also helps to calm the mind. So with people that are overthinkers, another one that is beautiful and relaxing is frankincense. So that's very um, grounding and connecting. It's also about stilling the mind. And that's why frankincense is used a lot for... Um, meditation and slowing down the mind. And a way that you can do that is run a bath 
and put three drops of each in the bath once it's run. Give it an agitation or a swirl around with your hands and then you can step into it. And you only need to be in that bath for five to ten minutes. Otherwise, you start to to lose what you're trying to achieve. So 10 minutes maximum in the bath, and you can do exactly the same in a foot bath. Sit with your feet in the foot bath, probably less because the water goes cold a lot quicker, and it only takes a few minutes, and I would say do it about half an hour before going to bed. Mm. And so, Julie, if for somebody who sort of, you know, there are those people who prefer to shower, is there any other alternative? So we've got a foot bath is the one. Are there any other ideas? There's a great one for showers, and and there are certainly um, way more, you know, many more applications than what I'm giving you today. But the other one for a shower, that's why I mentioned the foot bath. Um, But during the shower, if you have a shower before bed, you can get a face cloth or a sponge cloth, drop a couple of drops of those essential oils on and stomp on it in the shower. So it goes in through your feet, which is a very fast um, method of absorption through the instep because your skin is very thin there. And then the molecules also get taken up with the steam of the water, so you're breathing it in. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so looking forward to us doing a deep dive on aromatherapy for good quality sleep, Julie. I can't wait for that. That that would be really fantastic. And again, I have to stress, please look at the contraindications of the oils and always ask a qualified aromatherapist if you're unsure. And we'll talk more about that as well. And you're the organiser of the first Australasian Botanical Perfume Expo later this year. Would you like to tell me about that briefly? Yes, please. I am so excited about this. I call it an expo, and I think a lot of people get really misled. They're going to expect this massive expo of botanical perfumers, where in fact there's only three or four of us because I'm, I've been really strict with who I'm allowing in because I will not allow synthetic into it because they're harmful. The 23rd of October, which is a Sunday, it's really a boutique event. Um, I've got... There'll be, for the first 30 people that buy tickets, there will be a goodie bag that's going to be to the value of about $50, and there's a $500 door price, and people are going to have some of their beautiful botanical handcrafted perfumes for sale. Wow, that sounds delicious. And what are your tips for living fabulously? My tips for living fabulously is never be without your favorite smelling essential oils in your daily life because all it takes is one breath in, one inhalation, and instantly, like with the click of my fingers or the bat of an eyelid, you're going to have a helpful response. It will, it's about being aware and you will find if you take notice you will smile you'll relax your muscles relax you you just instantly feel better if you love the smell of something it has a powerful effect on you because it's a direct link to the brain and that then has an effect on your physical being and your spiritual and energetic Mm, that's great You can find Julie Nelson at her website, which is aromaticessentials.com.au. 
and also on Facebook, also under Aromatic Essentials. And these will be in the show notes for you for the spelling. It's a little complicated. (laughs) Julie, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I love this whole concept of the power of scent that can transform you and transform your mood, your mindset, your feelings, emotions, business, everything. (laughs) It's just fabulous. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Thank you so much for listening and you can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Have you heard about Sleep Timber? It's a month to focus on restorative sleep and it's a month packed with so much goodness for you. What will it take for you to take care of yourself? Head to www.sleeptember.com.au to find out about the free events and sign up to join a movement of sleep lovers. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.